Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> Woo, what up, ladies and gentlemen? Happy, what are we, Thursday? S-H-I-T? S-H-I-T. So, so happy, happy it's Thursday. 2020. Oh, okay. Uh, Different one. <laughs> here, host of the Business Bros podcast, along with my co-host. The insurance bro, James Sias with Pipeline Insurance. And as always, we have another exciting guest. We have a, a cool series. We have an awesome series. Okay, well, here... For the intro? For the intro. All right. <clears throat> Today, we are welcoming back to the show a previous guest and one who will be visiting us on a regular basis to kick off 2020. The Business Bros Pod is proud to partner with Invictus Advisors to bring maximum value to our audience. Learn with us today as we kick off this five-week series where we tackle personal finance from some of San Diego's most expert financial advisors. Join us today as we gain clarity and vision in 2020. From Invictus Advisors International Consulting Group, Please welcome to the show, Vidal Espinosa. Hey, what's up? What's hey, up? Hey, hey. Thank you for having Golf me. Clap. Of course, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm excited to, to you know get this thing off and rolling because so much value, valuable information coming in. It's 2020. Everybody wants to do great, amazing things in 2020. They have big plans, huge aspirations, and now it's time to knock them down a little bit and bring them back to earth. Let's, do the, let's get our fundamentals right so that we can yeah. achieve those large dreams that we're looking for right right heck yeah i have one piece of advice before we start yeah go for it everyone has new goals new dreams new commitments okay you're not going to do it on your own absolutely Ooh. not at all so forget about writing them putting them in your pocket or putting them in your nightstand don't do that put them out to the world get an accountable partner mm-hmm. mm. and make sure that they're in your getting on you if you don't commit to that. Accountability do partners. Accountability. Well, but they're aware of what it is that you want to achieve. You just right? tell them. You, just they, tell them. They have to know. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I'm like 100% behind you on this. One of the big things that we're pushing this year is, is you need to have a team. Right. And mm -hmm. building a team is vital. Building a team is essential if you want to build something greater than yourself. Right. right. Because you can build something really good that's on your own right. and be self-employed and be sufficient and be cool. Understand that at that point you're going to hit a plateau. Yep. There's only so much that you can do in one 24 hour period. Yep. And if you want to go beyond that plateau, you need a team. You said a word self-employed. Yes. Self-employed doesn't mean that you do it on your own. Mm. Doesn't mean that it's just you. Uh -uh. You need you do need a team. You need a team. You need a team that knows more than you know that you knew. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like I I look in the mirror and I can see that I'm 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 a pretty smart dude. You know I've I've done a lot of stuff. I've I've learned a lot of things. So very humble. So, yeah. Right. Right. We all have. But we all look at <laughs> we all look in the mirror and we see you know what we can be. 
But don't let that be mm. the limiting factor. Just because you are not doing something doesn't mean that somebody else can't do it with the same passion, the same right. skill set as you can. You you got to be able to hand some stuff off and trust, but verify, trust but verify that it will get done. That yeah. it'll get it'll get yeah. completed. Yep. Right. Well, let's let's jump into our topic today. So. Okay. What, what, what was the first thing that we wanted to talk about in this series, like in getting things in order? Because all too often, like we're talking about this individual that, that gets started, they go out and they do the one thing that they know how to do, which is, I don't know, whatever skill set that they're looking for. And they do a good job and they get paid. And then they get paid and that money goes... Where? Where? To your pocket, <laughs> to your wife's checkbook. That's where, my house where, right there. That's where you go. Pay off your credit cards. Well... It's very simple. We all want to get our finances in order, mm -hmm. at least some people that I know. But most of us do not take action. And I have one business and personal tip that you can do very simple in order for you to know if you're being profitable or not, either in your household or in your business. It's very simple. One simple trick. One simple trick. Okay. I want to. I want to hear this. Two checking accounts. Two. I already have two. I have my checking account and my savings account. The one thing is a savings account. It's two checking accounts. Okay. Okay. And it's very very simple. You need to know how to use them though. The first one, we actually call it the funding account or the income account. Okay. What goes into this account? Everything that you collect. Everything that your paycheck. Uh, anything that comes in money to you. Okay, is this from a business or is this just in general? Personal in general. Okay, okay. Well, uh, you have to separate business from personal, okay? so But if you're an individual and you have, you're running a household, have two checking accounts regardless. One goes your payroll, okay? And then the second checking account, you're going to transfer the minimum amount required to survive or to pay off your bills for that month. That's funny. You know what? I, I, you know, I, I don't know, maybe because my degree's in accounting and stuff, I don't know. I didn't actually plan to do it that way, but that's how we operate. Like, I'll, I'll give the audience a, a little share snippet. So, um, when we, my wife and I started our own, you know, venture, we got married, right? That's a venture on our own. Uh, we had to figure out how to do our, our money. And so we each had our own che checking accounts, but we decided early on that we were going to live off of one paycheck. And so my wife's paycheck that goes into the account. And it it pays it it's it all it really does is pay the mortgage, pay the bills, everything that gets paid, and that's it. Other the only thing that comes out of there, other than those expenses, are ten percent off the top. It goes into a separate account, and and it's a it's a funding account exactly like you explained, but it keeps everything kind of in one spot. I don't have to worry about will my cell phone bill get paid. I don't have to worry about will my mortgage get paid. It's all set on autopilot, but that other account. That's a special account. What yeah. do you do with the other account? The other account, it's your expense account. It's where the mortgage is going to come out, the rent's going to come out, the credit card payments, everything that you're going to live on, it comes out of from there. So you transfer either each week or once a month to that expense account. What it's going to do, it's actually going to help you budget for your living. So you're sticking to it. Yes. Don't open more than two checking accounts. Don't go ahead and open a savings account, a tax account, a Christmas account, a vacation account. Don't do that. If you can master two 
accounts at the beginning, don't go ahead and go opening five, six, seven accounts. I've seen that and it creates a chaos. Yeah, I've had that issue too. I'm going to transfer 10% of my income for this, 20% for that, blah, blah, blah. It, it, you're not going to do it. You're going to do it the first month, the second month. And then it's like, oh, do you know what? I have this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to replenish it next month. And that month never comes. No, you never replenish. No, you never replenish. So two, I've, I've found out that uh, in my experience that it's two, it's enough. Even for businesses, we have clients that have five checking accounts. It does not work. Really, it does not work if you don't have the discipline and the commitment to do so. Plain and simple. Uh, I have a couple different corporations, but in one of them, almost all of them have the two checking accounts because I've, I've noticed that too. It's, it's very nice to have that uh, squared away, a little bit separate, the checking account where you pay your bills. Um, I have another one where I opened a third account. And just to add, you know, to your to your example, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do <laughs> it's anything. It's got like $2,000 in it. I think it had $2,000 in it all of like 2019. And uh, the idea was to start separating things. But I did exactly what you were describing. I opened it with an intention. And then as the year went on, I didn't. Uh, follow up on that intention. It Life was, happens. It, it was a it was a great thought. It was a great theory, but no action was taken. And it's very simple. Also, it actually helps you determine your profitability. If you don't have accounting, if you don't have a set of financial statements, you can just subtract and add. Period. Whatever is in your funding minus your expenses, the difference just from those two bank statements, it's what you're making your profit. That is simple accounting. That's very simple. Now, Plus and minus. So, okay. So, so cause we're going to get to dig a little bit deeper here, right? <laughs> um, so, so that, that I like that. So I, I make money. It comes into one account. I take what I need to pay off my expenses. I put it in the other account. What's left over in that account is essentially my profit. Just leave it there. Yes. Just leave it there. Just leave it there. So Don't transfer it to a savings account. Savings account is not going to pay you anything. It's just going to create a chaos. It's just going to create another burden. That's it. Just leave it there. Because the savings account is going to pay you 0.01%. It's ridiculous. A, a year. Yeah. A year. It's, it's ridiculous. A couple pennies here and there. Not, yes. Not worth the effort. Not worth it. Okay. So, <clears throat> so the, the natural question that people tend to ask is, well, then how do I get paid? Right? How, how am I going to keep my money? How am I going to pay my bills? What account is that going to come out of? You pay your bills from the expense account. So we're calling one account, the income account, a funding account. And the other account, it's called the expense account. That's where you pull out everything that you're going to use for the month. Your credit card payments come there from there. Your car payment comes from there. Your mortgage comes out from there. Your groceries come out from there. Everything, your utility bills come out from there. And we're talking about a household. But if you're a business, as you are, everything that your clients pay you, it's deposited into your funding account. We tend to pay bills twice a month only. That's, all, that's because we have a discipline of only paying and it helps us cash flow, manage our cash flow, period. So you're physically writing checks still? No, we're not. Okay. No, no we're not. We're not. <laughs> we, we write checks from some of our, for some of our clients because they're old school, mm -hmm. but in general, uh, we just send... Uh, EFTs or yes. bill pays or whatever. Yes. And it comes out of our expense account twice a month. And we have actually helped our clients manage that way because... We've seen clients pay bills every day. Like, every dude, day. come on. Why are you paying your vendors as the invoices come? 
You know, there's a 30 day, 60 day, 90 day wait period on some of those. Your clients don't even pay you as they get their invoice. We had a client, uh, my very first client, they were uh, vendors to Disneyland. Oh, that's nice. And uh, they were the only company in Southern California that had collar plants. Collar plants? Uh-huh. So they sold all the collar flowers and plants to Disneyland. And they were on a 30-day uh, invoice. Disneyland took 180 days to pay every single invoice, regardless. They so, laid down the law. That's yeah. it. This is when we pay bills. You can be part of our network. You can be part of our you know, sales, right? But it's 180 days from yeah. War, yeah. product delivery to... I think it's worse than the government. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know that check's not going to bounce. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but okay. So, so I mean, let's, let's recap that for the audience. So what you're saying is don't pay your bills no. right when you get them. No. Right? Wait. Wait. Because you get your payroll at least twice a month. Mm-hmm. Okay? So just project, plan... Don't pay your bills immediately as they come in. Every bill, even your credit card statement says, do buy mm-hmm. this day. Then you have 10 days period. Grace period. Grace period to mail that check or send that bill pay through your bank. You utilize that that feature from your bank. It's a free service. So let's, let's talk about the benefits there because a lot of us have always grown up with, I want to pay my bills on time because I'm going to get hit with, you know, they're going to, it's going to affect my credit. I don't want to have any late fees, all this other things. And when we're talking about personal things, personal credit cards, we're talking about personal car payments, we're talking about, you know, your own cell phone payments. Yes. You want to make sure you pay those on time. You want to, those are affecting your personal credit. But when we're talking about business, it's a, it's a different, if it's, it's a different, different ballpark, ballpark, right? We're talking, it's, it's a whole different, the rules are a little bit different yeah. and, and will it affect your credit? Will it affect, I mean, at that point you have established relationships with your vendors, yeah. right? So there is a process to things. Um, paying your bills on time doesn't mean the same thing. You do want to make sure your vendors get paid, right? but there's also something that you're dealing with in your own company, which we call cash flow. Yeah. Right. And making sure important. that that you have enough money to pay some bills. I've 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 run into this myself and it sucks when it happens and you get really scared. And now, you, you know, I put reserves and stuff in place to make sure it don't happen. But when that time comes to pay your employees, <laughs> payroll and taxes are the first thing that you need to put aside in your business. Absolutely. Payroll and taxes. That's it. Everything else. They can wait based on your cash flow influx, which means it's whatever money it's coming into your company. Mm. So that's why we recommend to pay twice a month, 50th, 15th and the 30th, that's, or whatever dates you want. So why, why do you think it is that, that people don't operate like that in business, that they don't, you know, they, they don't work around the, the vendor lists and they don't work around their grace periods and their, their net due periods? How much time do we have? <laughs> it's, it's for, I think, maybe, let's say, like for, for us, for Mexicans, it's cultural. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like to owe money. Yes. Period. It's a weird feeling. If I have the money, I'll buy it. If I don't, I hate credit. But, but in my business, credit is the king. Mm-hmm. Okay? You utilize somebody else's money to grow your business. Not on the personal side. You utilize your money to live your life. Walmart is huge on that. Oh. I mean, they, their entire business model is based on leverage. Yeah. Do you know what's a 
number one cause of business closures. 87% of ba failure business fails because of cash flow. And it's not. And, and, and just to clarify for people, it's not that you didn't make enough money nope. throughout the year. Like you might be making a good revenue base. You might have enough money coming in. You're just not operating in whatever fiscal cycle that you have for your particular business. And every business has a different operating cycle, yeah. right? I mean, money you just said goes that. out and left and right, yeah. left and right. You don't control your money. It's your money. You need to control it. Your vendors don't control your money. You control your money. That's, that's easy. You control your money only if you know how to control it. <laughs> but you started at your business because you know how to bake cakes or build uh, funnels or do whatever it is that you're selling to your clients. But you didn't start your business because, oh, let me get into human resources. I'm an expert <laughs> in accounting and taxes. Let me do accounting and taxes. Hell, I don't even like doing my books, mm -hmm. but I have to do it. But I didn't start my business because I love doing books or love taxes. Well, I do love taxes, but that's another topic. So <laughs> you're one of those weird ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I have no idea on marketing. I have no idea on anything and I'm not going to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. I didn't start my business because, oh, I want to go into marketing. No, I don't. So you need to be expert on what you started your business on. Let somebody else handle that. But if you don't want to let somebody else handle that, two checking accounts are plain and simple, very easy. Learn how to do it. Master it. If you're going to do something, master it. If not, let somebody else do it. Okay, then let's let's go into uh, some of the, the details that I know I get questions like this all the time. Um, okay, I'm going to get two checking accounts. Where do I go? Do I go to a credit union? Do I go to a commercial bank? Like, what's the best place to go to open my two accounts? Do I have to have them in separate banks? Is it better to have them in the same bank? Um, I'm going to sound very biased, but... We love working with Bank of America, and I'm going to tell you why. Bank of America is not a great bank. Okay, they have a lot of flaws and everything. There's people that are going to say, oh, I hate Bank of America. But they have the best online banking system that there is out there. Hmm. Okay, most of the bank accounts or bank banks have the same fees for your checking accounts, either free or $8. I, that's what I've noticed. That's the average. But their online system or online banking, it's amazing. Once a month, generally, you need to reconcile your banks, meaning you need to go into your bank account and make sure that every single transaction that it's in your bank account, you account for, you recognize it, you are aware of it, and you know that you did that transaction or at least you inquiry about what the transaction is. Maybe it's a bank fee, maybe it's a, a levy. You don't know, mm -hmm. but make sure there is. So Bank of America online system has a clear reconcile button for each transaction that I have not seen on any other portal. Mind you, we kind have- Kind of like QuickBooks does? Kind of, yeah. So you can reconcile your bank account right there on your online uh, banking uh, platform. Oh, wow. So we have seen online systems like for over 35, 40 banks, and none of them other than B of A has it. So it's very simple, very, very, very helpful. And they also have one of the best migration systems into QuickBooks. So if you're using QuickBooks, at least use QuickBooks online. Yes. That's, that's very easy. 
syncs up nicely. Yes. Now that's that's huge. I mean, I, I'm trying to teach 17 year olds the value of going through your online statement and and making sure that the transactions that that occurred in your bank account are actually the ones that you made. I I, I go through this nonstop with people all the time, and I use the Netflix example because it had happened to me. Um, I, I was going through and, and and reconciling my books, and just you know I, I went through and I was like okay Netflix check Netflix cool whatever you all of the descriptions mm-hmm. go through, but I noticed that it said Netflix.com on my bank statement, but the dollar amount was like fourteen seventy three or something some weird number, and it didn't quite match up. And then I'm looking through and I was like wait they charged me like four or five times and they're all weird numbers. Right. And, and the bank doesn't recognize it. The bank recognizes it as a transaction. If I had not been reconciling, if I had not been going through and matching up what I actually spent with what the bank actually has, I would have noticed, you know, the about hundred dollars in quote unquote Netflix fees mm-hmm. that were being fraudulently taken out of my account. And it wasn't even Netflix. And that's the it's key. Somebody it's somebody else hiding transactions within your within your uh, account mm-hmm. because you're not paying attention. The time is 20 minutes and 22 seconds. I was trying to do 2020. Oh. <laughs> You're off by two seconds. I was off by two seconds. <laughs> we interrupt today's regularly scheduled number one podcast in San Diego for a purely selfish, completely irreverent sell-out cash grab word from our sponsor. Hernan, what are we selling today? Hey, we had the opportunity to go to... Uh, to um, one of the Feed the Kids, uh, All About the Kids Foundation over the break. Um, you guys had donated a bunch of brand new pairs of shoes. And so we went to this event. We were able to give out, you know, a bunch of a bunch of food. I think they ended up feeding like 450 families that wow. day, something like that. It was it was a lot of families and we got to give away a lot of shoes. So I wanted to say thank you to you guys for yeah. your contributions and remind all of you guys. It's not just Christmas. It's all year long that people like this need are in need of food or clothing or whatever you guys can contribute. So if you guys have a chance, go to it's all about the kids dot org. Um, and if you have, you know, funds you want to volunteer or you want to donate, you can do that. If you just want to donate your time, they're always in need of people who can come out, hand out, uh, you know, fold boxes, hand out food, whatever it is, a couple hours, uh, once carry a week, carry boxes to cars, carry boxes to cars. Um, it's, it's really heartwarming. So I want to make sure you guys go out there. It's all about the kids is our show sponsor for today. So make sure you guys check them out. It's all about the kids charity at Instagram, or it's all about the kids on Twitter. It's all about the kids.org slash feed the kids. Hey, and they don't know this. I just came to know about that. If any of the listeners sends you the information that they've donated, we're going to match up to $500. Oh, nice. That is awesome. I love that. So generous. Yes, yes, yes. So it's all about you. the community. Oh, 100%. It's about the community. We are so grateful and thankful for for all our clients and the community that we would do anything that it's necessary. So we'll match up to $500. Just send you, send you guys the information that they've donated and we'll do it. Awesome. Wow. That's amazing. So it's wow. all about the kids, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to push that a little more this week. Yeah, we are. Or actually through the month of January because we got to get us here for, for a five-show five series. So awesome. Outstanding. And now, back to that number one podcast in San Diego, the Business Bros Pod. So uh, so we were talking about the Netflix thing and, and, and just understanding that it's your personal responsibility to go through. It is. You said the right word. It's your own personal responsibility. The bank just holds the money on your behalf. It's your money. It's your bank account. It's your responsibility to check every single transaction there you've done, you approved, 
you requested it. And we're, we're coming into tax season mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of people who um, kind of, you know, hide away legally or illegally from filing government tax returns, whether it's their 1040s or their state returns, right? They're going to be hiding away. And I always give people the same advice every year. Do not ignore the state of California and do not ignore the IRS. Because one of the things they can do, by the way, and since we're talking about the bank account, is they can come in and levy, sweep, clash out, cash out your accounts without you even knowing. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it's little things that you don't notice. Like maybe you had an overdue parking ticket or you have, or, you know, some, some thing that you hadn't settled and it swipes from your account. Do you know that the IRS is the only entity legally, uh, that they can take up to 80% of your income without any court order or anything? That's scary, huh? Every other entity or, uh, that it's 20% only. The IRS is all up to 80%. They don't care if you go homeless. They really don't care. That's gangster. But, the, but, but, but the, actually, the IRS is, is out there to help you. If you have yeah. a huge debt, just communicate with them. On the other hand, the state of California, don't mess with the state of California. Because mm-hmm. they will come and freeze every single thing you own. Yeah. Don't mess with the state of California. That's I, 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 The IRS, to compare to the state of California, they're amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you said it, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's true, though. It's true. It the, is. State, the state's scary. It like, is. the state is, is, is no joke. The and IRS I, will abate or, or condone your, your penalties. The state of California, they have nothing to condone or abate your penalties. Unless you die, but your state will pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll give you a story on that. So, um, I, I had this cleaning company that I, I didn't really want to start. I kind of started it um, to help my mother-in-law with work and some cousins that needed work, right? It kind of just fell in my lap. I created this company. Um, eventually, I got to the point where I don't really want to deal with this company. It wasn't <laughs> what I wanted, right? I kind of just handed it off, right? Um, I handed it off. That person didn't, didn't want it anymore after a while. I, I, I dissolved the corporation, shut it down. Well, for whatever reason, the state of California didn't get all the paperwork correctly or whatever. And I got this letter in the mail saying, by the way, since you didn't file a tax return, we went off and took the industry standard um, and we created a return for you. You owe us uh, $1.2 million in yeah. back taxes. <laughs> what? Without deductions. They take they take no deductions. All well, they income. even calculated the general income because I never, huh? that company never, I think it, the most they ever made in one year was like $70,000. So it's not like it made a great And guess money. what? It's now on you. To prove to them that, it that you had no income. Exactly. Because the burden of proof is on you, not on them. California, I mean, you think, you think the IRS is scary. California is super gangster. They and mean, the state of California would, would would snitch on you to the IRS. Oh, yeah. And once you you do the IRS, the state of California, then the IRS is going to come after you. So on the one side, we can villainize <laughs> them, right? Uh, on the one side, we can villainize them. On the other side, though, like you were saying, the IRS and the state, as long as you don't ignore them, most of them are going to work with you, right? They're going to they're gonna work with you. If, if, whatever your affordability is, I always tell people, I don't care what it is, send them 20 bucks. The point is you're not ignoring them. Uh, they're going to send yeah. you a letter back and we're going to negotiate whether you negotiate based on your income, all these other things. You can do an offer and compromise with the IRS, all these different options. But do not ignore them. Yes. You said you said the right word, $20. Just send them $20. Send them whatever you can because if that case goes to court with that payments, you can prove that it was not fraud mm-hmm. or tax evasion. Say that again. Hey. Say that again. If you owe taxes to the IRS, mm-hmm. okay? And it's a huge case, or or your case goes to the uh, to courts by you proving that you had the intent to pay them at least twenty dollars. 
they cannot charge you with tax evasion or tax fraud, which is a jailable offense. Uh, that's a pe- that's a federal offense, punishable with five years in prison, yeah, or up up to five years in prison or uh, half a million dollars in penalties. And that's huge. That's it, you know, I, I always use the Wesley Snipes or the Al Capones of the yeah. world. I'm like, they're not going down for things they did malicious. Nope. To other people, these are blue collar things. These yeah. are you making money and not. And what did Wesley Snipes time. do that was malicious to people? He didn't do anything. He did vampires. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just didn't pay Uncle Sam. He, yeah, he just yeah. didn't pay Uncle Sam. And that, but that's the, that's the big thing is it didn't matter. He didn't have any malicious tip, but he went to jail, nonetheless. Yeah, and that did. is that that to me is a scary. And thing. you can blame your accountant, your tax attorney, or whomever, but ultimately it's your responsibility. Period. Ultimately, it's your responsibility. There's, yeah, I, we, I've, I say it all the time. There's this little line at the bottom. And it's got some fine print Once on there. You <laughs> the tax return. Once you sign that tax return, you're done. You're That's done. you. It's your responsibility. Yeah. Not ours. Such a scary thing. All yeah. right. So if I'm going to get my business started right now, because it's 2020, I'm off, I'm rolling. Let's it's go. like going to the new gym. New decade, new me. New decade, new me. <laughs> Have an accountable partner. <laughs> Step number one is we're going to open two checking accounts. Yeah. Right? And uh, you recommended, you know, bias, whatever. I, I'm, I'm at Wells Fargo, but I really do like the feature you said. Go to Bank of America. Go to any bank you want. Any sure. bank you want, but really. Bank of America has that online feature. Yeah. We love that. Wells Fargo has the other option. They don't have that feature, but they have the, uh, the recurring monthly uh, payments that you have. Mm-hmm. You can see it. So what I recommend some people, uh, some of our clients and, and to do and personally is, you know what? Every six months say, hey, you lost your credit card that it's associated to that account that your payments come out of. So you can re, uh, re-sign on for the payments, for the recurrent payments. Because you don't know. You're talking about subscriptions. Yes, huh? for the that's subscriptions. Because you don't a know. a very good idea. You don't know how many subscriptions you have out there mm-hmm. that you're not using at all. Yes. Like the gym membership. <laughs> right? <laughs> new decade, new me, I say. <laughs> That's you. There's other people that they have like five Netflix accounts. Why do you need five Netflix? Well, yeah, that's because four of them were fraudulent. I just told you that. No, that's actually great advice, though, is to to cancel the cards. But I think on on top of that, it makes you kind of look at things and you're like, you know what? I didn't actually use that. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get an email from saying, hey, can you update your credit card? Then go through. And then you'll see, oh, why am I not using this system or this program or this membership? You just go ahead and cancel it and just talk to them and say, hey, I have not used it for the last six, 12 months. And they might even give you a refund. It's possible. It's yeah, it's possible. very possible because they are gonna want you to come back to them. Mm-hmm. Trust to me. live on good terms. Yes. Yes. Well, they'll probably give you three months for free, mm. which you don't need because after three months, it's gonna happen the same thing. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's true. It's true. But they also want you to leave on a good note because mm-hmm. if you're happy, you're gonna talk about them in a good yeah. light. Versus if you're sad, you're gonna talk about them and it's and not a good light. And everybody yes. wants to have that good yes. referral business. Yeah. That's some great advice. Okay. So, vice number one: two checking accounts. Two checking accounts. Right. Make sure it's online banking, <clears throat> which most accounts do, but Bank of America has a good one. Next one, if you're already established for a while, start canceling your cards yeah. every you know, six to eight months or whatever mm-hmm. just to renew your subscription base. That's just do a, it right now. Yeah, new, that's a good idea. New decade, new you. <laughs> Besides, the new cards that they send out are looking cooler. So, yes. you know, that's you true. I can get a Marvel one now. Have you, you seen go. the Mac one, the Apple one? 
It's just white and like with an apple. Chip. Yeah, I always like mm-hmm. my Amazon when it came in. It's like a little metal card. Oh, oh yeah. And oh, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, and it's black, so it looks like the black Amex oh, card. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's an A, but it's an Amazon. I'm not that cool yet. Hey, IRS says not because of my income. Not because not the 1.2 mil. I don't know you guys. No. Okay. So, uh, all right. So we, we start our, we start our business. We're going to renew some cards. And then what's a, what's a, another little thing that we can do to, to just get started. Do I absolutely, and this is going to kind of lead into some of the other ones. Do I absolutely need to incorporate right off the bat? Do I need to, is it okay if I stay like a C corp? Like what's the deal there? You know what? In, in my opinion, I would say if you're starting a business, incorporate, whether it's a corporation or an LLC, I know it's going to create a burden. I know it's going to create some additional obligations that you don't have as a sole proprietor, but your mindset is going to change. This is a burn the ship strategy. It's yes. Your mindset is going to change. You're going to say, Hey, I'm a corporation, uh, X, Y, and Z Inc. Oh, wow. I'm a corporation. Your vendors, your clients are going to see you as a trustworthy entity. You're Mm -hmm. an entity. Mm-hmm. Right. So I recommend go ahead and do it. Now, the, the, the entities are either corporation or LLC. Now, it's up to you whether you decide to be taxed as a C Corp, as an S Corp, as a partnership or as a sole proprietor. And we're going to get into those discussions. Yes. Yes. That's different. People, you there. An S Corporation does not exist. It's not exist. It's you. An S Corporation. It's a are you talking tax. About Sorry, I've it's a tax uh, uh, benefit. Pass through entity. It's a tax benefit. It's not a entity. The entity, it's a corporation or an LLC. That's it. Okay. So, so you, are you talking about, cause I was confused there for a second. You you were talking about a sub chapter S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. An S corporation or a sub chapter S it's a tax benefit. There's no such thing as, Hey, can you create me an S corporation? Yeah. I can create you a corporation or an LLC. Then we can tax you as an S corporation. No, 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 no. Somebody recommended me to be an S corp. I want an S corporation. Well, Actually, the state of California does not issue a articles of incorporation or articles of uh, organization as an S yeah. incorporation. Okay, so we'll we'll get into. So that. I wanted to I wanted to give you the the other side because I mean that's a that's a good uh, strategy there where you know incorporate this is burn the ships you're all in this is what you're doing yeah. so go all in and, and do it yeah because um, I often I often give other people the other side I'm like look. The corporation is going to, the state's going to charge you the $800 a year, right? To incorporate whether you make any money or not. The first um, year is you are tax exempt from the, state. the first year, mm-hmm. the first year, but going forward. And so, and so for me, it's, it, I always talk about the, the difference between the liability aspect of having uh, a corporation or an entity at your side versus not having the, the liability. And so since it's so, so sometimes I advise because people don't want to go through that whole process. I'm like, well, if you're going to stay an S corp, then that $800 a month or a year that you were going to pay to the state, you should look into an umbrella policy because you still have liability regardless of whether or not you incorporate or not, you're still liable for what your company or you do as you know, in, yeah. in business, yeah, yeah, somebody yeah, trips yeah. and falls or you accidentally, you know, yeah. cutting a tree and a limb falls on something, and whatever it's it is. It's so inexpensive to get an umbrella policy, a liability policy. It's so inexpensive. It saves you tons of money. Oh, how much is that? Like four hundred, three hundred, five hundred dollars a year? Uh, on a personal side, yeah, about two to three hundred dollars, depending on you know mm-hmm. what kind of assets you have. On a business side, five hundred. Yeah, so, it's so worth it. Yeah, and and it's and it's cheaper than doing the incorporated route. 
if money is an issue, right? If money is that big of an issue, it's a couple hundred dollars savings, yeah. but it's an, it's an opportunity to go. And then as you generate revenue, definitely incorporate. Yes. Right. It's, it's something that we want to work towards, yes. um, but it's not an absolute must up front. Although I, I'm going to agree with you. If you're going to go all in, it's cool, just mindset. I, I, I prefer mindset. Do it right. As you say, uh, from the get go, everything, a house, mm. every house is built with foundations. So that's a foundation. Start, start with the right foot. Unless you're left, so start with the left. <laughs> Unless you're left-footed. <laughs> Jeffrey, off the top of your head, do you remember what next week's uh, stuff is going to be? I have it on my calendar, and I just didn't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. Nope. I think it's on uh, my phone, but my phone's used. Yeah, yeah, same, same thing. Same yeah. thing is on my phone. Actually, James, you got the calendar, right? Open? Can you look at uh, next week, next Thursday? Because I want to make sure we uh, kind of premise what the next one's going to be. Next week. I wrote it on there. But whomever has questions, send them. Budget. Send them to us. And, budget. Oh, budget. That's awesome. Budget. That's really good. Yeah. So, okay. So, so this week we were talking about, you know, let's, let's get you started. You have an idea. You're ready to rock and roll. What do you do? Um, if you needed, you know, it's, it comes down to opening the accounts. If you're going to go to the bank and open the account, uh, if you're going to open it under a business name, under doing business in mm. as, then you're going to need to go to the assessor's office. It's a one page form. I think it's like 35 bucks that you paid at the state. And now you have a DBA. Yep. Do you absolutely need to do it? Doing business as no, you can open personal accounts. If you're going to stay a sole court, a sole yeah. proprietor. Right. Um, but if you do go the incorporation route, uh, fees may vary yeah, for incorporating. If, yeah. And if you're going to go through uh, through an entity like an LLC or corporation, you actually don't need a DBA unless the name of your corporation is different as your, 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 your operating company us. operating yeah. us. Right. So, yeah, uh, every bank has different requirements, but the most uh, the, the general documents would be your your ID, your Social Security a uh, the DVA if you're gonna have a doing business ass and your tax ID number, that's it. That's uh, it. I've I haven't heard anything other for for sole proprietors. If you're a partnership, they're gonna request your partnership agreement. If you're an LLC, they're gonna request your articles of organization and your operating agreement. If you're a corporation, they're gonna request your uh, articles of incorporation and your bylaws. Mm -hmm. And uh, don't care. Uh, don't do a uh, the. Uh, Bank resolution because each bank has their own bank resolutions. You just sign it there. Done. Yeah. Done deal. Yeah. And now you're off and rolling. So for week one, we got you guys at least squared away. You got an idea of, you know, what accounts, what, how many accounts you should have to get your your yourself rolling on the ball. I'll give you clarity. Yeah. That's the most important. It will give you clarity through at least through the first six months until you decide, well, I'm going to do it full time or I'm just going to roll with it or. Clarity is very, very well, important. Well, here's the here's here's the core of what we're we're talking about today. You don't have all the answers yourself, no, right? Man. You don't. You're not the accountant. You might be able to handle your books a little bit. You're not the accountant. You're not the marketing person. You have your specific skill, and so and yep. so we want you to focus on that skill and everything else. We yeah. can we can give off to other people to help us get going where we want to go. This is just the little starter points to get you to the point where you can easily see a profit and loss. You're just going to look at the one account. Did it go up? <laughs> Did yeah. it go down? Yeah. Right. And, and you said it. It's we are not all accountants. And by saving on an accountant tax advisor, you're actually not saving because I've seen it with, with our clients. I've heard it from other Facebook groups, other people. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm not paying my accountant. And once we review their tax returns and or their books, 
I'm like, well, come on, this is not a tax deduction or this is not a deduction or this should not be an expense. This is actually an asset and they don't understand. And we explain it to them and it's like, oh, that makes sense. Well, now you owe $25,000 to the IRS because you didn't plan accordingly. I would have charged you 20000 for the three years and it's 25000 per year that you owe to the IRS plus penalties and interest. So you're not saving money. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it on your own. Well, don't do your marketing on your own either. Oh my gosh. Well, it don't. It, it always comes with you don't know <laughs> what, what you, you cost know. yourself. <clears throat> that and that's too. the biggest thing. You know what you didn't spend, but you don't know what you cost yourself in oh. not having that professional service. Mm. Like the, the the whole thing about having somebody like you guys in their corner is the forward planning, not the reactive. It's no. this it's, it's it's January what, third today? Second. January 3rd. So the we are second. three second. Okay. So we are two days into the new year, but you are already late on whatever happened in right. 2019. It's yeah, over yeah, yeah, yeah. that day. That is closed. You can no longer make changes into we that. Can clean it up. We can That's clean it up, but it that's already it. happened. Yeah, that's it. And, and when you hire a professional, you're able to clean up the past, but plan for the future. Yes. And that's a big thing because yeah. that's where you're, you're going to see the, the big, you know, what that value is for. But you, you you won't let me lie. Most tax accountants or most people who prepare taxes, they'll see their clients once a year. That's it. And they have no way of saying, hey, let me help you or we could have helped you plan. They uh, can't do it right there and, and then. Look, most – okay, most most people in the tax industry are reactive. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and it's their role. Their job is to report what had already happened in the prior year. Because they don't know better. Even if they knew better, I'm, I'm going to go even a step further. Even if they knew better, the client doesn't understand the value in what is there going forward. You know what so I, you might have uh -huh. a good tax preparer that, that is proactive and that can plan. But if you are the person who's like, I don't want to pay that person. I don't want to, you know, I, that's not, I don't really need that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're discounting the value that that person can bring into your business. But you know what? Most of that time, it's because they don't trust their tax accountant. You know what? You know, and and I'll, I'll just, take it one step just, further with they're just too. there yeah. to prepare their taxes, that's and it. they don't trust them. And and that that to me is that's scary. It is because that's one of the biggest things that you're that you're doing is it, I don't know. I always called it I always called it uh, therapy session. So when I sit down <laughs> yes. with a client, I always call it as therapy because I'm sitting there and they're gonna tell me everything. Right. And, and the tax preparer, unfortunately, doesn't know the client well enough to really take into consideration what the tax implications are for whatever's going on in their life. Now, if you met with them quarterly or monthly, then there's a lot more planning yeah. that can go on to that. Yeah. But other than that, I'm, I, you as the client need to come prepared to your tax, to your tax accountant with questions, like things that'll get you to the next spot, things that are going to answer whatever it is that you need to plan for whatever it is you're going for. If you, the client doesn't have the questions, then maybe the, the tax preparer has the expertise and the knowledge, but since you didn't ask the question, you didn't open that door. But the question should not be, Hey, the other tax preparer that I visited <laughs> guarantee me that I was going to get $15,000 in a refund. Can you do better? That shouldn't be your question. No. That no. shouldn't be your question. Because I had 
had those questions. Oh, I have those every year. But, <laughs> but can the you other get guy me said more I'm getting eight thousand dollar No, you're not. Yeah, no. Well, uh, <clears throat> it's it's January second. Uh, the first peak is upon us here soon. Yes. And so right now we're having a lot of people who are hunting down their tax preparer to try to get you know whatever it is that you need done ahead of time, and they're gonna do things like. Uh, like uh, no, I'm I'm taking it. I, I, these these people are the people who are gonna go and get those uh, payday loans ahead of time. The oh. the 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 refund advance. What is I forgot what it's called. Paycheck. Uh, it, it's it's the it's the product that oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. the taxpayers offer ahead yes, of time. Yes, yes. They'll give right? you like up to three thousand dollars. Yeah, whatever it is yes. ahead of time against yes. your refund. Then you come back and file your return. Ladies and gentlemen, be, if you please. if you possibly can please. be patient. <laughs> You, the Wait. interest rate on those things are ridiculously outrageous. And then if you happen to only bring a pay stub that shows a certain amount of income that qualifies you for a refund, but when you come back and sit down, that's not the actual situation. No, it's not. You are still liable for all that money plus the interest, regardless of whether you have a refund or not. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you need to ask. Don't go after the shiny thing without asking the proper questions or you're going to shoot yeah, yourself no. in the foot. And th- that interest is not deductible. Nope. On individuals, it's not deductible. It's like, it's like 30%. Oh, it's interest. ridiculous. Like, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. So, the, man. The IRS might open the season. It generally opens by the third week of the of January. So, just wait. They've Got, been pushing it a little further yeah. lately the last couple of years. Yeah. Just Will wait. Just wait. Get all your tax documents in order and be the first ones making appointments to your tax preparer. Exactly. Just that's Set it. Set the appointment that's ahead of time. simple. And do it electronically and you'll get it in less than 21 days. Boom. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> it'll it'll get there and you'll feel better about spending it. Sorry out to those companies that are offering those services, but dude, you should not be offering that. I, I, I always like, so, so my tax software is in and the bank wants me to do the compliance training mm-hmm. and I'm always hesitant because I only ever really use, I maybe do like one or two bank products every year and that's it. But... I have it because I know somebody's gonna ask me for it, but I it, it, it I feel very unethical. We don't we don't even offer them. Uh, it's it's not worth it because of just just because of us. I, I hate loans, so mm-hmm. I for personal, but for businesses it's different. Uh, I don't I we don't even offer them. I don't agree with them. It's thirty percent. I'll lend you at fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> So fun. Boom. Yes. There we go. There we go. That's how it works. All right. So uh, next week we're going to be talking about budgeting, how to get your stuff in order in the right way. And we're going to be, we're going to be sticking with go out, get those two checking accounts. You're going to need them for the exercise of next week. There you go. <laughs> and that's, that's going to be a big, it's going to be a big process. So look, it's the beginning of the year. You're looking at starting something new. You're looking at doing it right, setting yourself up in the right direction. So now you got step number one, you're going to open your two bank accounts. You're going to set up either your DBA or you're going to think about getting your incorporation and we're off and rolling next step is going to be budgeting and we're going to be doing that next week on thursday so make sure you guys tune in and if you have any questions between now and then feel free to write them down jot them down drop them in the show notes or hop on the live next week and shout them out to james he'll he'll share all those uh questions with us so we are here to be of service to you guys yeah yeah for the month of january on thursdays thursdays january love it five part series Five part series. Be so by, ready. By the end of this, we should be able to be rocking and rolling. You should be out there making making some bucks, making twenty twenty dreams come true. I love it. For uh, just just throw that out there, just for fun. Uh, budget is next week, and then we got Shark Tank. That sounds Woo-hoo. fun. I don't even know what that is, but that sounds fun. Uh, and then IRS secrets. Mm-hmm. And the last one. 
tax deductions. Yeah, and we figured the way we wanted to do this, I, I really like the tax deductions one at the end because by the time you, by the time that episode comes in, the IRS will be open. You'll start setting your appointments up with your tax repairs, and you'll have enough information between now and then to ask questions that are going to be useful to not only you to grow your business, but so that your tax preparer can uh, can help you at the at the yeah. highest uh, possible level. Yeah. So, guys. Thanks. Thank you so much. We're going to be back it's next fun. week. Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. I love doing this. This, this is some of my favorite topics to talk Too about. Too nerdy, but it's fun. Oh, super <laughs> nerdy. Super nerdy. This is exactly what we love, though. <laughs> yeah. This is, this for is real, all for us. This, this is all us. I do this all day long. Teach <laughs> <laughs> more. I can do this all day. All right, all ladies right, and cats. That's all we got for you guys today. Cool. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 